0: And welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, a year ago, life did not look so good for Vladimir Putin. He was stuck in a war in Ukraine. He wasn't making the progress expected. Indeed, there was talk of an insurrection in Moscow, and he was losing troops and losing credibility to some extent, and Ukraine were on what they thought was the way forward. Unfortunately, that year has passed and things have gone well for Russia in the war, but the best gift they could possibly have received was presented by Donald Trump, who is favorite to win the presidential election in the United States in November, when Trump said, criticizing NATO members, European NATO members, that if they didn't pay what they owed, which is a rather silly idea in in the way he presented it, he would tell Putin to do what the hell he wanted. This was in terms of any move Russia wanted to make against any of its neighbors or indeed uh, Europe. It was an attack on NATO essentially. NATO has been in existence since the uh, end of the Second World War. It was formed in 1949 It's the North Atlantic uh, Treaty Organization, and it bonds United States and Europe in mutual defense against particularly the Russians, but any other enemies as well. It's essential to our security, we think, but uh, there has been a massive rethink since Saturday night when Trump told this audience in South Carolina that Europe could go to hell and he would encourage Putin to do what he wanted. This is a serious development and has caused alarm in Europe and is genuine alarm. To discuss Putin, Trump and the war indeed in Ukraine, it's a pleasure to welcome back to the program for the first time this year, Dmitry Ilovsky, who is chief editor for the YouTube channel Live. Before the war, Uh, Dmitry was Deputy Editor-in-Chief for TV Rain in Moscow. He moved to Lithuania when the war began, and independent media outlets, including TV Rain, were closed down across Russia. In early November 2023, just a couple of months ago, Dmitry was included in Putin's list of foreign agents. Dmitry, thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Can you give us an idea of the impact Trump's statement has had in Lithuania, which is a neighbor, of course, and would be threatened by Putin if he wanted to expand, and, in, and the effect it might have had on Putin, on Russia, and of course, on Ukraine, which is being denied the resources it needs to fight Russia in difficult circumstances by the American Congress, which, of course, Trump virtually controls at the moment.
2: Hello and thank you very much for having me back. It's a huge pleasure for me. Uh well speaking about Trump's uh words, I think in Europe is um Europe is waiting now. Europe is watching closely to everything what Donald Trump says to everything what John Biden saying and um, they are not uh afraid, I guess at this moment at this period. We know that uh, Lithuania and other Baltic countries are um very Tough and very hard enemies of uh, Vladimir Putin, and they've been supporting Ukraine um, uh, very uh, in 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 all possible ways since uh, the war started. Actually, uh, so I think that uh, Europe is now considering an option to rely on their own, to re- yes. to, to rely on their own strength, on on powers, uh, their own resources, yes. sources, uh, so whatever, and uh, that means that. Uh, Anyway, they, they are looking closely to, to what is going on. And I think that um, in Russia, people and people in, in Putin's crew, um, they are also very looking forward maybe to see Donald Trump as a new leader of the United States. Uh, but I think that it's um, important uh, to understand that uh, this is the presidential campaign. This is the race. This is uh, the place where um, a lot of things are said and it uh, doesn't mean that all of them uh, will take place in the nearest future. And uh, I think that uh, for every American politician, um, such thing as a national interest um, uh, uh, um, is, is, is actually uh, quite important, as a matter of fact. Uh, but um, we know that uh, Donald Trump is, uh, can, can find um, a language to speak to Vladimir Putin. Um, I think in some ways they both... Um, have uh, quite quite um, similar origin, and uh, they know how to talk to each other. Though we did not see any improvement uh, between uh, Russia and the US while uh, Donald Trump was the leader of that country. Uh, so uh, it went uh, even uh, even worse uh, when uh, Donald was was in in the White House and when Putin was still in Kremlin. So we do not know what to expect, actually.
0: Yes, but now. Russia has invaded Ukraine. It appears to be winning that battle. And more importantly, there is enough votes in the U.S. Congress to stop Joe Biden, President Biden, supporting Ukraine as he wants to do with the money that he wants to send to Ukraine and indeed the weapons that he wants to send. That part of the Congress is controlled by Donald Trump, so it's only logical to say that Trump, what he's doing, is helping Putin and he is seriously threatening Ukraine's ability to
2: fight the war. Fair enough, but uh, Ukraine never got the amount and the type of the weapons they wanted and they yes. existed on. So I think that they it's, it's already like almost two years and they've been fighting uh, only what they were they were given and in the amount of um, teaspoon. Uh, so this yes. is like uh, completely nothing. And uh, I mean uh, those people, those guys, they uh, already know how to fight uh, Putin with the with what way with, with what they actually have. And there uh, were talks about uh, passing the uh, jets to Ukraine, to Kiev. Where are they? We we haven't uh, seen them so far yet. But they are crucial. They are very important to get uh, the. Uh, the 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 sky is covered uh, by by uh, u- Ukrainians. Uh, so this is it. This is what's happening. I mean, uh, um, you can stop uh, uh, helping uh, Ukraine, but you know the amounts that they are getting. It's already like yes. it's, it's it's miserable. The
0: interview between Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin. I'm sure you've heard of Tucker Carlson. He's a longtime Fox presenter. He's a racist. Fox sacked him. He's an intimate friend of uh, Donald Trump. He's part of Donald Trump's inner circle. He was given an interview, a two-hour interview, by Vladimir Putin. Incidentally, Evan Gerskovich, a Wall Street Journal journalist, is in a Russian prison and has been for the last 11 months or so, whilst uh, Carlson, posing as a journalist, arrived in Moscow last week. The interview was laughable, really, but it does indicate that there is a link and a strong link between the Trump operation and Putin, Um,
2: Yes, which which poses
0: uh, a threat to NATO and, of course, to Ukraine and, indeed, to what I know you want, Dmitry, a, a Russia that is freed from this tyrant.
2: Well, we should treat uh, uh, Tucker Carlson as something like uh, an ambassador of uh, Donald Mm. Trump. Uh, Exactly. So so this is it. I mean, Donald Trump just sent his guy to Putin even before the presidential elections uh, to hold some maybe talks or uh, it's, or it actually has even more uh, public relations influence uh, because it was important not to the, the the fact of the interview actually is very important itself, but uh, the way how Putin talked to uh, to Tucker that was really weird. That was really strange. Yes, that was like two hours, and uh, I think about a quarter of the time, uh, Putin was lecturing uh, the yes. American TV host about the Russian history, the Russian Empire, uh, Mongols, Ukrainians. I mean. Who, who is interested in all that uh, stuff in in the U.S. And uh, uh, well, I we, we do know that um, uh, mainly Americans are not very much interested in in other countries in their history. And I think that uh, voters of Donald Trump um, they also do not like very much uh, being lectured on on such boring boring things. And um, I found actually re- the reaction of uh, Takiro Carlson quite uh, peculiar. Uh, because he was uh, basically rolling his eyes, trying to interrupt that uh, old uh, grumpy man. And uh, you see, this is the type uh, we, we in Russia, we usually see these people uh, in um, in the yards, trying to fix their uh, old cars, yes. and uh, grumping all the time and saying about how it was good to live in the Soviet Union. But uh, this is the leader of the country, this is the president, and uh, this is the quite important interview, which was, Given to one of like top top American um, uh, TV anchors, and uh, it should be, I, I think there are like well there was supposed to be I, I'd rather say, millions of views. I, I don't think uh, it got some millions. I think it's around one or two million. But well anyway, uh, and I think that uh, Mr. Carlson was uh, astonished by what by what he got, and uh, it's it's uh, quite peculiar that he didn't even try to edit it. Didn't even try to move in some some parts of it to delete something to make it more I don't know interesting to to the American audience uh, and I think this is a very interesting detail because uh, he decided to leave everything as it was to show uh, people to show nation and uh, the world that uh, Vladimir Putin is uh, is out of his mind actually that's yeah.
0: Yes, I mean, to some extent, a a significant extent, the war between Russia and Ukraine, the invasion of Ukraine, is about NATO, about NATO's threat to Russia, uh, which Putin complains about. But now we have, with Donald Trump, the most serious threat to NATO that has existed since NATO was formed in 1949, and Europe now, much of the journalism in the last few days has been about how Europe has to forget about the United States under Donald Trump. It is becoming an isolationist country. It will not be helpful to the West if Trump is there. It will be, in fact, perhaps more helpful to Russia, and the, the proof of that or the outcome of that could be Russia's triumph in, first, Ukraine, but also where you are in Lithuania, Moldova, and other countries in the Baltics and former Soviet Union countries. Is that a feeling, do you think, Dmitry, in Russia, or am I uh, overstating it?
2: I think Putin is stuck in Ukraine. Uh, He is losing his power there every single hour and every single minute. Uh, yes, there might be some tactical success on Putin's army in, in Ukraine, but he definitely doesn't have enough power to uh, invade uh, uh, second country, third country. Yes. He doesn't have any human resources. He doesn't have any uh, weapons. You see, he's still uh, trying to buy some stuff from uh, Iran, uh, from uh, North Korea. Uh, that means that uh, Russian military factories are not working um, enough. They are not producing enough uh, missiles and bombs and uh, guns and uh, tanks and whatever. Uh, and they are actually buying already Soviet stuff, which was, uh, which dates back like to 1970s or 1960s. They need just everything, everything that can be, uh, that can shoot, that can be uh, bombed. And uh, it doesn't matter what. Uh, we know that uh, uh, actually military scientists in Russia are trying to uh, make that old uh, bomb shields and uh, missiles um, uh, applicable for um, uh, suitable yes. for, for the new uh, um, uh, gadgets for new military techniques. Uh, so this means that uh, Putin is not feeling very very well these days. Well, and uh, okay, let me, let's, let's imagine now, um US is on their own track with Donald Trump they are not supporting their uh, european allies they have quit nato they are not paying any money europe is a pretty big thing and yes. they, they are still very powerful and uh, they've been uh getting prepared for this war when it started actually and let me remind you that it started not like two years ago it actually started in uh 2014. so yes, i think indeed. that uh, yes. it's been already like 10 years and um, i know that uh, well, there are smart people in the European Union, and they know that um, uh Russian bear would w- will not be uh, satisfied with having just uh, just one tiny, small piece of cake. He will need everything, and um, this is it.
0: Well, Europe is divided, as I'm sure you know, uh, Dmitry, and there are many countries in Europe, uh, for example, uh, Hungary being perhaps the most, uh, and Viktor Orban being the most obvious, who are close to Putin, who are sympathetic to Putin, Slovakia also, and there is a move to the right across Europe. There are European elections this summer, which will produce a European parliament that may be very different and much more sympathetic to Putin than the one we have at present. How do you
2: read that? Um I think that um, it's quite dangerous and um, it uh, it really makes me sad, but on the other hand um, you know there is a real poetic, uh, a, a concept uh, which means that uh, the ideology is nothing and that the current aims and the current uh, uh, goals uh, are important. Yes. Uh, I think that um, uh, Brussels and uh, Germany Berlin they should find a way to speak with such people like uh, Orban or that uh, Slovakian guy um it's they, they i think they just need more money they need more uh more profit uh, uh maybe more preferences on the european market so um, and uh, they're trying to behave themselves um, they they tried to behave themselves in a sort of a toxic way
1: to blackmail
2: yes. and to do uh, uh to put uh, um, that put people under some certain circumstances, uh, but it's not how the way it's not the way how things work these days. Uh, and uh, basically, turning to right is uh, uh, we see it actually everywhere. We see it even in uh, Germany. We see it in uh, yes. in, in, in Italy, uh, where there are still like some fascist and you neo know, Nazis mov- movements movements um, are gaining new power. Uh, yes. but i think that it's um uh not a uh not something like massive not uh, not something like giant power uh and it should be treated uh in the, within, like the nearest future
0: now we we know that uh, putin has a so-called election uh which he must fight very soon can you tell me about the mood of the russian people i i know that the the election is is not a serious thing it's just a a procedure that he goes through uh, whenever he has to. The mood of the Russian people and the Russian economy, w- we are told the Russian economy is strong, the Russian people are happy. Is that true?
2: Uh, no, it's not true, definitely. Uh, speaking about the elections, there was one guy who was anti-war, but uh, he wasn't, um, uh, he, he wasn't uh, allowed to take, uh, to take part in the elections. Uh, so uh, he's now trying to uh, uh, fix this in the Supreme Court. But we know that Supreme Courts in Russia are parts of uh, Putin's yeah. uh, authoritarian regime. Totalitarian, I'd rather say, yeah. Uh, the economy is uh, not that strong. You cannot live uh, in the global world without having any ties and economical connections with other countries. Uh, before, the, uh, before the new year, uh, there was a shortage with eggs in, in russia yes. um in some big cities and towns they've totally disappeared Um uh, in, in other like moscow and st peter uh they costed like uh, uh maybe uh, one and a half times more than than they used to be um then putin tried to find uh some new eggs in in in, in, in uh turkey which is a close ally to putin uh, but what we see now is that, um, uh, bananas are going out from, from the shops and from supermarkets. And, yes. uh, you know why? Because uh, there is a Ecuador, uh, in a country in Latin America, which was supplying these fruits to Russia. But suddenly they have decided to pass also some old Soviet weapons uh, to the U.S. and the U.S. will pass them to, um, to Ukraine. So, uh, in Moscow, they have decided that they are not having a very good trade relations within Ecuador anymore. Uh, and now bananas are quite expensive and they do not know where to get them. Well, India promised to to supply some, but it's not going to be enough. And uh, we'll see this or, these uh, sort of shortages uh, yes. uh, uh, more and more often. And uh, this is this is a huge problem. We know that there is a problem with elevators because all the elevators, they are not Russian-made. They are European-made. And uh, they should be... Uh the, uh the serviced yes yeah, serviced precisely yeah but you cannot service them because uh nobody wants to come to russia and uh, to keep doing business with you so
1: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs
0: Let me ask you, Dimitri, about the view of the United States, which really has this election in November between Joe Biden, who's got serious problems. He's 81 years of age and would be 86 by the time his term, his four year term, was up. He doesn't appear to be in good shape. And Between Donald Trump on the other side, they seem certain to contest the election. Of course, nothing is certain in politics, but that seems the most likely contest at the moment. If Trump wins, and he's favored to win at the moment, favored by the opinion polls to beat Biden, although it has to be said, any other Republican candidate would beat Biden easily. Trump is the only one that Biden could possibly beat. But despite that, the emergence of Trump, his popularity indicates that America is changing and that it's a change that will affect us all. Do you believe that? Do you and your friends and the people who yearn for a different kind of Russia understand the consequences of that? Or, or think
2: about them. Um, I've been thinking about it, and I, uh, I suppose that uh, crisis is, uh, uh, is good. Crisis is a, um, is something that uh, brings changes, and uh, when every, th- every, any system um, has a crisis, uh, it means two things: uh, it can uh, collapse, uh, or it can become stronger. Yes, I think uh, that. Um, Liberal democracy uh, is still the only possible way of um, um, humanity to, to survive, and uh, we've seen uh, many di- uh, dictatorships or totalitarian or authoritarian regimes, but uh, they haven't been lasting for too long. The oldest one we we, we we do now we do know actually was like Soviet Union, maybe North Korea, but they still collapsed. They, and the end, Soviet Union collapsed and. Uh, North Korea will collapse one day. And uh, we know that liberal democracies are more sustainable. And I think it's good that uh, it has crisis. It it just means that uh, it will become, uh, it will will get new shape and uh, it will be even stronger when everything finishes. But uh, Europe and West, they are like always in crisis in in some ways.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, Let me ask you a final question, Dmitry, uh, particularly if someone of your generation in the 30s. The social media, the artificial intelligence, the new technologies that are now coming. Do you think that all the things you've just said about liberal democracies democracies and crisis and change, that we are moving into a world now where technologically it will be more advantageous to people like Putin than it will be to Democrats?
2: Well, uh, we know that Putin doesn't have a, a laptop. He doesn't have a iPhone. Whatever, he's still uh, reading his uh, um, his files uh, printed out by his 80s uh, and press office, and he doesn't know uh, what's going on there. He—it's it's just insane. I mean, um, there are people of his age, but um, who are pretty well, good. he uh,
0: has—you uh, know—it is believed, and I believe it too that uh, Russia interfered in the last two uh, American elections through social media, through various means. They have a vast operation, so do the Chinese. That uh, doesn't require Putin to know anything about it, but he knows people who know.
2: Well, fair enough. Uh, Though I think that uh, at some point, uh, the people who run these IT businesses, uh, who own the networks, uh, they will understand that... um, uh, it's not only the markets to decide what to do. It's not only about the subscribers, the the, the, uh, the people who use these social networks. And uh, I think uh, it's uh, high time for them to think about uh, maybe other measures that uh, they can uh, do to uh, stop aggression, to stop yes. um, fake news, to stop propaganda. Because uh, what Elon Musk is doing with the with Twitter with X, um, I mean, it's um, it's very Irresponsible, and um, it's he, he's uh, he's having like his own war against um, uh, Western elites. Uh, but he's playing uh, with Putin, and playing with Putin might—you uh, you, you will always lose if you play with a thief. And people should understand it as soon as possible.
0: Okay, Dimitri, As always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Take Thanks. care of yourself. And we'll talk to you soon, I hope. We're very grateful to Dimitri, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.